podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin, as always. And since we are still currently under quarantine, we're just going to keep rolling out random Big 12 drafts because, I mean, look, I could find Big 12 topics to talk about. I could do, you know, Throwback Thursday podcasts. I could try and talk about the national stories, but, you know, you guys are going to find that stuff elsewhere and do a better job of it. And I don't want to do countdown posts because countdown posts are kind of boring sorry if anyone's here doing top 10 podcasts i'll just shut up and not shoot myself in the foot anymore because i love all my guests today but uh so we are drafting again today and i started doing some math this week and came to the realization that there are exactly 24 big 12 football champions yes i know there were two years with ties there are such things as tiebreakers it's called when the two teams face off so don't come at me about ties i don't want to hear about ties we got rid of ties a long time ago so we are going to draft all 24 Big 12 football champions and see who can put together the better collection. So with me today uh, are three guests I'm very excited to have on. And you've heard them or met them all before here on the show. First up, Christine Butterfield making a second straight performance because we felt she had done a um, okay job last week, but we wanted to give her a second shot at it. And since there's a bunch of OU Big 12 football champs, and she is someone who covers both the Sooners and the Thunder on the Sideline Warning Pod and for the franchise, we thought we'll let her come on this one. Maybe she can do a a better job. Christine, uh, uh, welcome back. Thank you for giving me my second chance. I promise I got it this time. We're going to kill it. I I have faith. I have faith in you. Um, so of course, as I said, a lot of OU big 12 football champs, look, I don't like it any more than the rest of you non-OU fans do, but it is what it is. Uh, so it felt right to bring on a second OU guest. Uh, so Keegan Renault, Sooners Wire back on the show today. Keegan, uh, thank you for joining us, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Should, uh, should be interesting to see how this ends up. 
I agree. I agree. And uh, and like last week, I like to bring somebody on who isn't just Big 12 specific or covers football or college athletics from a more broad scale. So friend of the pod, fan of the pod, uh, pod of the fan? I don't know how that works. Uh, Andrew Daddy from the High Motor Podcast back joining us today. Andrew, welcome back, sir. Well, I'm only here to draft KU teams. That's the only reason I came on this pod today. And I am excited. Yeah, I said it was, it was football, not basketball. You You understood that, right? Okay. This should be interesting. All right. Uh, so with that said, just so everyone understands the rules, we are doing a snake draft. That means if you draft first in the first round, you draft last in the second round. If you draft last in the first, you draft first in the second. And that goes back and forth in a snake-like pattern, you know, S-shaped, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, so on and so forth. Um I have my randomizer set up this week. It's not going to be me spending five minutes trying to figure out how to set this draft order, and we're not going to redo it. So names are set. All four of us are here. Uh, does anybody have any thoughts or anything they want to get out before we get this thing rolling? Man, I had to do some research on the old Nebraska teams. Me too. Me too. I First of all, like some of these were before I was even born, so I was like, let me uh, oh. figure this out real quick. Okay. All right. Youngin lord yeah i just gave up how old i was too in that uh right there but hey you know those old nebraska teams especially i believe the 97 one which one won the national championship one of the 97 97 yeah 97 they i mean they were really really good eric crouch right was quarterback or was it different that sounds right yeah yeah yeah. no no right because tom osborne still had things rolling yeah that was uh that was uh that was Crouch led team. That sounds right. Man, I can't tell you I know every single like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, I I could run down the roster of every big touch. I don't, you know, I know the basics, but that sounds right. Daddy, you wanna chime in here? You're just like, nope, just gonna sit here quietly. Well, Nebraska, I think I I don't know if I'm it sounds like I'm on the older end of, of this show. Um but even I think I was maybe ten when Nebraska stopped being good and I, th- I found it so hard doing this research and whenever you do historical stuff like this, because the game has changed so much, I'm of the belief that athletes now would dominate athletes from back in the day. I don't think Eric Crouch would be on a football field today. I don't think he would play in the FBS. I don't think he would play in the FCS. That's no disrespect to him. And even though the game, I, I know a lot of old timers would say, well, the game is soft. Yeah. The game has changed dramatically, but so have athletes. So I always have a hard time balancing how good they actually were in relation to the teams they were playing because I'm just such of the belief that athletes now are bigger, better, stronger, that 97 Nebraska would get their ass kicked in 2019 Big 12 football. That's I don't know if that's a hot take, but it's an interesting take, and I'm fine with any and all Nebraska slander on this podcast as they have left the Big 12 so we don't have to be nice to them. And um, they're really not a blue blood anymore, but that's a conversation for a different day, right? I will no, have that conversation no, all day. <laughs> I will they're them not. all day. I am so glad you brought that up. Yeah, they're not. You, you, yeah, they're you, I think there's like a 10-year period of when you stop being good for a decade, you have your blue blood status revoked. It's like Indiana basketball. People are still screaming that Indiana basketball is a blue blood, even though they've been irrelevant for the better part of, what, 20 years? I would never call it yeah. Indiana blue blood at this point. No, not anymore. That's it. Okay, we, we're going to have to have that. We're going to have to reserve a podcast for the blue blood or not blue blood. Um, but since this does take a little bit of time, let's get rolling on our uh, on our draft. So our names are in here. I'm going to hit this button, see what happens. And our draft order is as follows. Drum roll. Pl- oh, come on. Okay, so apparently I am first. 
Let's go. I swear this is not my doing. Uh, I don't like going first. That's uh, an, Keegan is I number two. I think that's an easy pick. I I think so. We'll see what happens. Andrew is number three. And Christine. I'm last again. You are the last pick again. This is some BS. Okay. Just blame blame technology. I think you're and, out to uh, get me, honestly. Yes, I bring you on it after the uh, after the making me feel old on my own podcast. I decided that you should take the last pick again. I guess that's there's fair. benefit to the last pick. Back to back is nice. It's I'm just glad I, just like I have pressure. I'm just glad I haven't done that to you yet. I guess. <laughs> okay, um, so we'll just get this thing rolling. I have the very first pick, and uh, and with the first pick, um, I'm going to go for. The team whose uh, who's replay we all got the chance to watch this past week uh, on the ESPN. Um, it was, for some strange reason, uh, moved forward due to time constraints, even though there's not a damn thing possibly going on that you need to worry about time constraints for. You could literally play the original commercials. We don't have anything else to friggin' do. Uh, I think this is easily the best Big 12 team of the, of the whole era. Um, this team was fantastic. Loved that national championship game. Always disappointed that that Vince Young did not work out in the NFL. But obviously, I am taking the 2005 Texas Longhorns. Uh, finished the season undefeated and the national champions after beating USC in the Rose Bowl. In um, I know the Rose Bowl is called the granddaddy of them all, but that might be one of the most granddaddy, granddaddy games of all time. So I will take the 05 Texas Longhorns. Uh, and uh, and feel pretty good about that pick. They're off. They're off the board. Um, Keegan, that uh, that puts you up, sir. What would uh, what team would you like? Number two is very easy, and I'm going OA Oklahoma. Hmm. Why is that easy? Just I don't I, like along the lines of what Andrew said too. Like the '97 Nebraska team with the way the physicality is was different. It was a lot more physical game. It was a not as much as a finesse game it is now and what the way Oklahoma's offense played, um, especially the physicality they were able to play with up front and then also be able to hit you over the top uh, with, you know, Jermaine Gresham and Broyles, I think, was a freshman that year, and uh, Manuel Johnson, Joaquin Iglesias. So, uh, and the defense at that time, too. Uh, I think in 2020, Oklahoma fans would take 2008's defense 24, you know, every single hour of the day if they could. So um, that's a team that really had the best offense in the country, had competent defense, and, or historic offense at the time. And I, I don't foresee – I'm about to tweet this out, but could you imagine a matchup between 2008 Oklahoma and 2005 Texas? Mm. 2008 Oklahoma when DeMarco Murray was in, his, in, a, in a rhythm. You had Sam Bradford playing at the best ball he's ever played in his life. Um, Man, that would be a very interesting game up against Vince Young, especially with the way the OU's defense was able to play um, in 2008. Okay. All right. Solid pick. I like it. Um, Andrew, with your first pick, what will it be? I had my 1997 Nebraska notes pulled up just because I assumed that 05 Texas would go first and 2000 Oklahoma would go second. And then upon hearing that, I have to scramble and go back to 2000 Oklahoma because I'm – I am beyond shocked that you did not take them second. And there are several reasons for this. One being, I don't, we kind of look 
back to the national championship game, the the thirteen to the two ugly game against Florida State, and forget how good that Florida State team was, how good you that do. Florida State offense was. I mean, this yeah, this wasn't some gross Big Ten offense that is kind of getting by with gritty games. This is an Iowa from back. Well, they almost made it fifteen, I think, or, or Michigan State from that year. This was an unbelievable Florida State offense, and Oklahoma completely shut them down. Yeah, their offense didn't play well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that was the second best offense of, of all these 24 teams, the 2000 Oklahoma offense. But what they did in the national championship game, that put me over the top um, and made them the clear number two for me. I thought they'd be a first a first round team off the board. Which makes... I even weighed them against 05 Texas. I went back and forth with them a couple of times, so I just assumed that those two teams would go first. Yeah, that's very nice. Not that's not, that's some value even at the number three pick there, Andrew. Very nice, uh, Christine. You have both the fourth pick here and the first pick of the next round, so you get back to back picks. Uh, what are you? Uh, what you going to take here? Um. So. Like Andrew, my first two were 2005 Texas, 2000 OU. But for number three, I'm going to go with what he had up next, and that's 1997 Nebraska. They were just unstoppable that year. I feel like they had so many weapons at their disposal. Scott Frost at quarterback, Almond Green at running back, Aaron Taylor, who was an All-American. Like They just had so many guys that year that could just get them to the next level. And obviously – they did super, super well. So I'm going to go with Nebraska. And then I'm also going to go with 2009 Texas because they had a really, really great defense that year. Um, and you got Colt McCoy. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, it's – as far as uh, after going past the two national title games, I feel like these two teams are the next good ones besides 2000 Oklahoma. And then there's, you know, this tier of – next up teams that didn't win the national title but had so many key components in making them a top tier team so those are going to be my two picks i still think that 09 texas team if mccoy doesn't get hurt in the national championship game wins the national championship right like, i McCoy, know it was really good but man mccoy in the national championship that game and then demarco murray in 08 mm-hmm. those two i don't think people remember yeah. how good that i mean like even when garrett gilbert came in Texas within what like a touchdown mm-hmm. I think not like late late but they were in that game with I don't even know if Garrett had thrown like 10 passes entering that game so you take out arguably the best or one of the best I can't remember 09 quarterbacks one of the best quarterbacks in the country and you still play against an unbelievable Alabama team and stay that close that, t- that Texas team was so so good oh yeah <clears throat> that 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 team was great and that that i know the final score was like 13 12 and texas got the second that we can argue whether or not they should have but that texas nebraska uh big 12 championship game that year was one oh, second man 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 that was a good game i still think sue should have won the heisman but you know whatever that's it is what it is okay um so with that andrew uh your second pick is up sir I'm locked in on 2011 Oklahoma State. Oh. And kind of going back to I think we forget how good 09 Texas was because of the whole Colt McCoy, Garrett Gilbert thing. Uh, and I think it seems like I stole that from you based you, yeah, on your yeah. groans here. You took, you took we all remember like the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game. That's one of the best college football games, in my opinion, of the last 25 years, if not longer. But Oklahoma State, they weren't just like number two placeholder. I mean, before that, they had they'd gone into College Station and beaten Texas A&M. 
Uh, they had beat a pretty good Texas team on the road. This Oklahoma State team, Phil, you can speak to this more than I can probably. This was actually the second best team in the country. They weren't just a placeholder for that. They would have gone to the BCS National Championship game uh, if not for that loss. I think I, I don't have their schedule pulled up now right in front of me, but I think the weekend after they went and blasted Oklahoma in 2011. Mm -hmm. This team was so good that, I mean, I, I even consider them moving, moving them up a little bit on the list here because we don't think of with Mike Gundy, we have all these eight, nine, 10 win seasons. We forget that in 2011, Mike Gundy, even after the Iowa state loss, I still think Oklahoma state was the second best team in the country that season. Yeah. You're not going to get any argument from me. That was a, yeah, that. So before the Iowa state game, which was crazy, like they'd had the, the game against Kansas state that was just back and back and forth, back and forth offense happened to be the same day as the, the greatest game ever played between LSU and Bama, which was just okay. Like, sorry, I, we just, that's back when everybody loved defense so much that they just thought they were going to get that god awful game again, and they kind of did and didn't. Uh, but that Kansas State game was wild. Then you blast Texas Tech sixty six to six on the road, which left one of the best like memes of the like Texas Tech fan with his gun up but his face buried in his hands, which is still amazing. Lose to Iowa State and then beat Oklahoma forty four to ten, and I remember. Let's just put it this way that that team was the the final straw on the camel's back that led us to the playoffs. So if that's the only positive I get out of it, great. Um, but I still remember some like human voter, God, some AP writer, whatever, put Houston ahead of Oklahoma State because Houston had gone undefeated in the regular season. And that meant that they were better than Oklahoma State, which tells you why people are stupid um, and putting regional sports writers in charge of deciding who should go to the national championship was really dumb at the time. But yeah, I'm a little, I thought that I might be able to get that one with my second pick. That's a darn good pick. So uh, congrats to you, Andrew. Okay. So that one's off the board. Uh, Keegan, what would you like with your second pick? I do just want to mention um, in 2000, the 2003 Oklahoma team is not a team that won a big 12 title, but I, what they're probably up there with the first second with Oh five Texas. Um, just in terms of overall talent, obviously they got beat by LSU, uh, which then leads me to the, my pick, which would be Oh four Oklahoma. That defense was really, really good. And then Matt Leinard and Reggie Bush decided to just eviscerate it into everything. But throughout the year and what they're able to do in the big 12, won a couple close games on the road against Oklahoma state A&M, but they didn't, give up many points at all offense was good enough at the end of the year um and obviously though well, that usc game was just awful so yeah i'll stick with my uh, 04 ou okay um <clears throat> maybe it's a little recency bias but um i've got i got back-to-back -back picks here and i'm, I'm gonna take one because it, maybe it'll fall later but i i We've, we've talked about a bit about teams because they were so good because of their defense. I'm going to take one that was good because of their offense, and I thought this was a really good team, and I still think he was one of the best college quarterbacks to play. I'm going to take 2017 OU. Um, God, that team was fun to watch. God, that team could put up points. And I know what happened against Georgia, and it sucks, and I still think OU should have won that game, and I think Lincoln <clears throat> had a little uh, – mm, just, just made some decisions down the stretch that were questionable that, that, that lost in that game. But man, that 2017 OU team was so much fun to watch. And Baker was being Baker at his prime. And man, like if nothing else, 
I just want to watch that team. Like I want to have that team on my roster here just so I can go back and watch it because it was so Well, it felt like they fun. had a chance too. Oh, yes. Yeah. My opinion is it didn't feel like the last two Oklahoma teams really had a chance. No. no. But that team felt like they were that was the team that from the Big 12 that actually was going to be at the top of college football or at least have a chance to be at the top of college football. I feel like that 2017 team last defense that you felt could get Oklahoma a stop if they needed it. Exactly. Because um, yeah. in 2018, when and going to Alabama game, um, you know, knowing that Alabama was just going to come out and throw a haymaker, and Josh Jacobs decided to deliver it uh, to against Robert Barnes, who's now hasn't played since that happened. So, uh, no, that 2017 team, man, was Baker when he was at his best was as good as it gets, and then. Just all the weapons. I mean, you think about all those – every guy on that offense besides Eric Wren is going to get a, at least a cup of coffee in the NFL, which is crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's oh, – that team was that team was crazy. That team was fun. It was like – even as an OSU fan, I'm like, that That was a fun team. That was a really good team. Um, I got I to gotta do my research here for just a second because if, if I recall correctly <clears> – <throat> um, I think I want nah never mind. Yeah, that's it. So this is just and and, and this is gonna sound a little bit crazy. Um, because I have to remember the quarterback's name. <clears throat> but I remember this season for a lot of reasons. You you mentioned that the, the OU team in two thousand three, you know, they uh they were they were pretty good but didn't win the Big Twelve. Kansas State won the Big Twelve that season. Um, and they lost to Ohio State uh, in, in the bowl game at the end of the year. And they had a three-game losing streak. Lost to Marshall, lost to Texas, lost to Oklahoma State. And you would think that a team that lost that many games is not a team you would want this high. Um, but here's the reason they lost those three games. They lost their quarterback. God, I'm going to find his name because it's going to drive me crazy because I can't remember the name of the quarterback for Kansas State in 2003. But he missed three games. And they lost those three games. And when that team was healthy, they won the Big 12. Um, is it L. Robertson? Yeah. Eli Robert. Was, oh, yeah, L. Robert, L. Yeah. Robertson. That Kansas State team wasn't a fluke. It's not a fluke that they won the Big 12 that year. When their quarterback was healthy, that team was really stinking good. I know they lost to Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl that year. Um, they lost by a touchdown. I think that Kansas State team was legit. I think that's the best Kansas State team that Bill Snyder had, even the one that I think lost to Texas A&M in 98. Uh, in the Big 12. Is that the right, if I'm thinking of that correctly? I get my history a little bit messed up. I like that 2003 Kansas State team. I remember that 2003 Kansas State team. I remember them partly because Oklahoma State beat them and had no business beating them that year. Uh, but that team, when it was healthy, was really stinking good. And I it might be a little bit high to take them here. I might be reaching a little bit. But I I just I fondly remember that 03 Kansas State team, and I remember them beating Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game, and I'm going to take 03 Kansas State here. So um, with that, Keegan, sir, you are up next. See, this is where it does get a little tough because you have some of those older teams like that. The 01 Colorado team, I believe, was really, really good. I'm a little bit before my time. And then that 2007 Oklahoma team that got beat by uh, – or 2006 or 2007, one of those years, they lost both those Fiesta Bowls, was really good. Um, 
but the team I think I'm going to settle on here, and I believe they're the ones that won it outright, which was – or did Baylor win it in 2014? That's what we're rolling with? We're, we're rolling with Baylor because Baylor beat TCU, TCU. thus they have the tie. Okay. Even though I think TCU is the team, that's where I was at. Uh, Baylor wins the Big 12. I know that Oklahoma split the one with Kansas State. So, uh, oh, man. Taking uh, your pick was interesting. Kind of threw me off a little bit. I thought you were going to go with something else. I was kind of bummed, Philip, when you said we're not doing the tiebreakers because I I had 2014 TCU as my ninth best team out of these 26. I mean, okay, let's let's just so no one's good. taking any of it, so let's just do this. Let's uh, screw it. We changed the rules last week too. I don't care. It's my show. I can do what I want. Um, I'll let you do this. Since neither of 2012 or 2014 teams were taken, you can since there was a tie by the Big 12, you can pick which one. You can only take one. So once one of the 2012 or 2014 teams are off the board, but you can you can take one. 20, 2012 one. Oklahoma doesn't need to be on the board. 2012 Kansas State was really good. Yes, that, that was, was a good no, football no, no. team. It was a very good football team. I still don't know how they lost to Baylor, but they did. Um, but you can pick whichever one you want from that season. But once one is gone, they're gone. Sorry, hold on one second. I want my dog. Right. Sounds fair. I also want a coffee before this started, and then I didn't think I Sorry, I was keeping the dog in here so he wouldn't wake the baby, but then he found something he wanted to bark at at my window, so that's where we're at. Okay, so I will let you pick that out. Please edit that out, Andrew. I started talking about coffee. Please edit that out. No, we're not. No, no. I don't. I I have reached new policy. We're not editing things out unless it just gets really inappropriate. So. There you nope. go. Nope. That's uh, your own. It's, so then I'm going to select 2014 TCU. Okay. Uh, that uh, that was one of the better teams, that game against Oklahoma, before Oklahoma fell apart. Um, they just flat out beat them. Uh, I thought Trevor Knight wasn't awful in that game. I didn't think he was as bad as he was in that Kansas State game. And um, they had a you know, blowout win against Kansas State at home. That was their statement win. And then absolutely – just beat that living hell out of Ole Miss. So um, one of the better teams, um, I think that they would stack up really well, really against everybody that's on the board right now. Can I say, I still think that TCU team had gotten in the playoff wins the national championship. Like I, I just, I do. And maybe, maybe they did have, a, I mean, they would have had a tough time with Ohio State. Ohio State was really good this year, but I just, I think that TCU team was really good. I think they played Baylor early, and I think if they'd have had a – I just don't think throw, anybody was beating Ohio State. Honestly, I think you could have put anybody there. That run they were on, I just – I have a hard – it feels like one of those teams where I have a hard time saying that anybody could have beat them because they were playing as well as a team from the last 10 years over those three games. We all remember Zeke's run, but the big thing right. with that year was Michael Thomas was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair. And, yeah, that – I mean, the big thing is, though, also is Zeke. He just, he's probably the last running back that simply just won college football. I mean, you really look back, Reggie Bush and then, then him. So, uh, yeah, there was, that'd have been a tough test for him. Okay. So you've got 14 TCU. Andrew, uh, since it sounds like uh, Keegan just stole your pick, what would, uh, what would you like with your, your third pick here, sir? Actually, didn't steal my pick. So, mm-hmm. Right when I came on here, I was talking shit about all these old teams, and now I have 2000 Oklahoma, and now I'm going to take 99 Nebraska. Ah, so I had 2014 TCU as my ninth team, but 
you guys skipped over a few of mine. So 99 Nebraska um, will be the pick. And again, like I said in the beginning, we've talked about it, it's really hard to weigh that. But going back to what I could remember from that season, I, when I do this, I look for those those premier wins, which I'm sure a lot of you guys do too. They mean they they beat Texas A&M, they beat K State in back-to-back weeks. Um, they beat Texas pretty badly in the Big 12 championship game. They did lose uh, at Texas in Austin mid-October there, but then they beat a really darn good Tennessee team in the national championship. Uh, that team was absolutely loaded. That the going off of that, the hard thing with Eric Crouch, I don't know if he was that good of a quarterback but he was a good, reliable playmaking quarterback that, and I hate to be the guy that was, oh, he made the plays when it counted, but he exactly did that. And that was what the 1999 Nebraska team needed. So I'm going to take them. Uh, They're my sixth overall team here. That's a good pick. I, 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 yeah, that's a nice pick. It is. Okay. Um, Christine, you got back-to-back picks here. What would you like with your third and your fourth pick? So um, I'm going to go with a t- team that ended up getting to the Nash, or the college football playoff, a really recent team for Oklahoma, and that's the 2018 Oklahoma with Kyler Murray. Um, not, I don't think they were as good defensively as the 2017 team, obviously, as you guys previously talked about. But I do think that they had a little bit more offensive efficiency than they did in the previous year. I think they had more – Weapons, like, you know, they had Kyler Murray, obviously, but you have CeeDee Lamb with Hollywood Brown. I think that that's a classic mm-hmm. one-two punch there with those two guys. And running back, they had Trey Sermon on the ball a lot. Kennedy Brooks got some time. I just remember watching them offensively and thinking, like, how could they be stopped? And against Alabama, you know, that's an elite team. So when it got to that point, obviously we know how that turned out, but – when you look back on the Big 12, even though they got stopped by Texas, they got their chance for revenge in the Big 12 title game, and they outplayed them. So I remember that being a really, really strong offensively sound team. But then for my second pick, I'm going to go OU again, but only because I feel like Baker Mayfield was really, really good in this time. I think he was good in 2015 because they had less losses. They only lost to Texas, and then they lost to Clemson. But, uh, again, him and D.D. Westbrook, it was just like bread and butter. You know, you couldn't stop those two guys. So those are going to be my next two teams. You kept saying Oklahoma, and I was terrified that you were going to take 2007 Oklahoma. I had them 10th on my board, and I considered moving them farther up. And I think this team gets overlooked a lot because we always talk about that 2007 season has been the wildest some some people say college football history mm-hmm. and I mean that was my so that was my freshman year at Kansas and I was there for the remarkable run but the whole time and I had some knew some people that were Mizzou fans the whole time were like yeah this is great for KU this is great for Mizzou Oklahoma's the best team in this conference it's not going to matter what happens in that game at Arrowhead it's not going to matter what happens going up to that because after that game Oklahoma just beat the shit out of Missouri. And they were they were always that team. They were always so far above. And even though it's still – I still have a hard time weighing. I know that the Mizzou and those KU teams were good. I have a hard time figuring out how good they actually were because that whole season and still even 13 years later, I'm sitting here thinking that Oklahoma, Oklahoma team was so good that 
that ride didn't really even matter for KU and Missouri because they were always going to be that team that would beat KU and Missouri in the Big 12 championship game. I think that that West Virginia loss, what was that, in the Fiesta Bowl mm-hmm. a few weeks later, that hurt the perception of that team, but I'm also not putting a ton of stock into that game. I'm putting way more stock into what they did for a game that, that actually and mattered also too, uh, against is Missouri. That- so hold on, I got. I got no, I was gonna say, there. isn't that oh, the year? I mean, OU would have probably played the national championship game if the Texas Tech. That was the call, right? Where they got the they were short on the fourth down run, the at the end of the game. Yeah, that was when they lost. Yeah, yeah. To, in, yeah, they lost to Colorado and Texas Tech by ten combined points. Like this could easily have been a, a yeah. fourteen and O team. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a good team. Hey, Christine, sorry, I misunderstood. Uh, did you say you wanted the 2016 Oklahoma or the 2015 Oklahoma? Uh, 15. Your second you one. said 15. Okay, said that's 15. what I thought. Yeah. Okay, I started writing it. My brain just went to mush. Um, that's fine. Okay, so uh, Andrew with 07 OU. We're getting some OU teams off the board. Keegan, uh, your uh, your fourth pick is here. Man, would you like, sir? Um, I think I am going to go ahead and take the last Baker Mayfield team in 2016. When you really look at the what they did with Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon um, that season, especially just when you look at Big 12 play, they finally they got their butt kicked by Ohio State and Norman. And then Baker obviously turned a, turned a switch on, and then him and Didi end up in New York for the Heisman. Um, you know, I think what was the last pair to do that was Leonard and Reggie Bush. So um, – and that team also too. I think that a lot of this and – <laughs> A lot of the talk about that team stems with having Joe Mixon having his breakout year, but he still is one of the best running backs to ever play at Oklahoma when you look at just overall talent um, with him and all, all the guys that came before him. So uh, I think that team also has played good defense um, at the end of the year. Caleb Kelly in the Sugar Bowl, I mean, that may have been the best he's ever played in his career. So uh, I, I like that team. Um, I think if they throw the – throw the football a little bit more um we're even running a little bit more too um against houston that opener they're probably right in the thick of it at the end okay all right solid pick i thought i thought i could i thought it would last one more round and i could nab it because it's a good pick that's a very nice one okay i got back to backs here um hmm we're getting to the point where it starts to get a little bit tricky because you're starting to get kind of like just that middle pack of like okay uh there's some teams i think are definitely at the bottom of the pile. Um, so that one's easy. And then there's some teams where I'm like, I'm trying to just remember, like I can think about how good they were, but just how good were they? So I, I tell you what, I'm going to just, <laughs> I've got one Kansas State team. Why not take the other? I know 2012 Kansas State got pretty well thumped by Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl at the end of the year. And, and I know that Kansas State lost a game to Baylor that was just, I still don't I still don't understand that one. They, they absolutely should not have lost that game to Baylor there late in the season. I mean, they got housed by Baylor. It's 52 to 24. I, uh, but that Kansas State team was really good in 2012 because they were good in 2011. And I and, and they just you, you set up for a 2012 season and they were fantastic. Um, so I, I'm going to take 2012 Kansas State to start with since I get two picks here. I have weight. How I ended up with both Kansas State teams, I don't know how the hell that happened. That's weird. Um, so then I look around and I go, okay, a lot of really good, a lot of really good Oklahoma teams during this this period. Um, 27, 07 is off the board. 
And and I think about that 06 team. And I think sometimes we only remember that team for the Boise State game. But that's the loss at Oregon that shouldn't have been a loss at Oregon. Um, I know Texas beat them pretty soundly. But that was a really solid OU team. And you have to give them full credit for how good they were if you really want to give Boise State the full credit for how good, how big that win was. I think that 6 OU team was really good um, because, I, again, they shouldn't have lost that game to Oregon. That game was, I, call it was, it was a bad call. Um, I'm going to take with my second pick here, or I guess my uh, my fifth overall pick since I only have one left of this. I'm going to go ahead and just take 6 Oklahoma and feel pretty good about it. Okay, so no one said anything. Uh, Keegan, you're up again, sir. You have your uh, your fifth pick here. It's thinking time. It's like you said, we're getting into that little that mush area where there's a lot of the teams that didn't compete or could have competed at the top of the college football for that specific year. And you know, you go down this list, and this is one of those that yes, they got housed by Texas in Austin. But what Colorado was able to do, beating number one Nebraska at the end of the year and also beating number three Texas um, to get that revenge um, on the Longhorns, that's one of those teams that's sort of forsaken in the Big 12 when you just look at Colorado with the move over to the Pac-12. But that team was really good. Um, Four ranked wins whenever they played those games. I don't know how the rest of those seasons ended up. But, uh, you know, you look at those wins – end of the year um a lot of these a lot of these teams that were taken above them have them um and i'm gonna go with 01 colorado okay very nice very nice andrew sir your fifth pick we're gonna keep trusting the board here and take 2010 oklahoma and trying again trying to figure out if we remember that because they the bowl game kind of went it didn't matter at all they played connecticut and it was more so that nobody cared because Oklahoma knew they were going to we knew Oklahoma was going to blast Connecticut cuz that just wasn't that good of a Connecticut team but before then that Oklahoma team basically ran through they had the the debacle I think it was college game day uh, in Columbia Missouri and then lost to Texas A&M but still that 2010 Oklahoma team I think we start to kind of overlook it because after their season ended before the bowl game. We really stopped paying attention to them because nobody cared about the Connecticut game. I think it was the Orange Bowl. Nobody cared about that game. So I think we forget that that 2010 Oklahoma team was really darn good uh, before then. No, that's a solid OU team. I, I remember them quite well. Uh, okay, 0-10 or 2010 OU off the board. Christine, this is your uh, your fifth and your sixth pick. So these are your last two picks. Not a lot of options left on the board, but uh, but what will it be? Yeah, you know, like you said, I feel like there's definitely tears to this draft and the easy picks are already gone. The even, like, I feel like the controversial picks are also gone because, you know, you have teams that could have made it if you, you know, if you regret this one loss or this one field goal. But now it's kind of getting to the nitty gritty. Um, I'm going to go with 29, or sorry, 09 Oklahoma uh they just had so many great players that year I just remember Sam Bradford hold up wait up no Texas won in 09 I think the only Oklahoma teams on the board still are 02 and 2019 and then the tiebreaker 2012 uh yeah I think that's about that's about accurate yeah that is accurate yeah 
Should I leave this? I think because you made a mistake, you're just stuck with 96 Texas (laughs) because nobody wants them. them. I would appreciate if you would take them so that I don't have to have them with my last pick. Christine, did we lose you? Yeah, it looks like her screen's frozen. Uh oh. You banished her. There she there is. There she is. She's back. There she is. It, she okay. had to. She had to leave. My, my after Wi-Fi that. keeps cutting back. <laughs> my Wi-Fi keeps cutting out. I don't know what to do. I'm so so sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, it's it's less it's less egregious than picking a team that didn't win the Big Twelve. In there, <laughs> that's okay. Um, um, I don't know how I wrote that. I must have been thinking something completely. It's okay. You know something. Something else. It happens. So, I was thinking 2007. Sorry. I wrote down the wrong number, but 2007 OU. That's already off the board. Andrew has it. Oh, so the, sorry, so what Andrew. did we say? The only OU is left for 2019, uh, and 2012 if you want it, and 2002. 90s Texas is still available too. Yeah. It absolutely take... is. Yep, they were good. <laughs> um, absolutely not. Uh, I'm Shit. gonna take 2002 Oklahoma. Just because, you know, who else am I? I'm not going to take 1996. So <laughs> Shit. that's not happening. Uh, <sighs> and then I think I'm going to go 2013 Baylor. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's good. That's that, good. Yeah. You can have that. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure no, that's still up. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had a pretty. Pretty good season that year. They're not elite, obviously, but I think that they're better than 1960, 1996, Texas. So, as, a, as an OSU fan, I'll always remember the 2013 Baylor team because I will always remember game day in Stillwater and beating the absolute pants off of them. And it was just, oh, what a glorious game. So, okay. Um, Andrew, you have one final pick. Uh, there are don't do, don't do only it, three teams left on the board. Based off of what I my don't notes. do it. So don't do it. Which one would you like? I don't know what you're yelling at me not to do because I'm I'm pretty sure we're not on the same page here. Uh, you can tell me what you don't want me to do, and I I probably won't do it. Uh, I would have gone 98 A and M's on the board right now. Correct. They're actually atop my board, but I want to know what you were going to say. I was going to say 98 A and M. What did we decide on the tiebreaker rules? For 2014, so TCU is off the board. I can't yeah. take Baylor. Yeah, it's done. You can't. The, tie, the two tiebreaker seasons are gone. Because I took right, 2012 Kansas State. So that then, so then what's there left is, a, is 2019 Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, A&M in '98 and Texas in '96. That is it. And I will take A&M in '98. I was go off the board a little bit for 14 Baylor if I was allowed to. Because after I was sitting here looking at, I would have preferred. 14 Baylor, but oh, I no have shit. a massive, massive <laughs> gap between 98 A&M, their 13th on my board, versus 2019 Oklahoma, 22nd. Um, and then Texas is just down there in, in the pile of trash. So I'm going to go 98 Texas a and I, I, I can't believe I ended up with this many old teams. I think I have 98, 99, and 2000. Wasn't expecting that, yeah, but correct. I will gladly <laughs> still take 98 A&M. Uh, over last year's Oklahoma team that was not one of the best four teams in the country. Well, I'm going to have to take 2019 Oklahoma. You poor thing. You and, have to take that. And I, I, I do want to say one thing about that team. 
that was unique about them and kind of gave them a chance to win any game uh, or win a game against not anybody, but especially when you're looking at the Big 12, just at looking centrally at the Big 12, um, especially in its current day and age, is, is that they had a chance to really, if they wanted to play ball control in this current day and age of football, they they could have, and then that's how they won games. Obviously, the Jalen Hurts dug them a hole in Waco, and that may be up there with one of the better football games, and especially Oklahoma wins that I've gotten to be at, um, not just in the stands, but I obviously got to cover that game. That's the best game I've been able to cover since covering Oklahoma. Um, and then, t- like I said, I, I they obviously didn't go that route against LSU like I thought they would in the playoff. They decided to go with a uh, Jalen Hurts versus Joe Burrow shootout and really, really brought J- Jalen Hurts' draft stock down. So um, average team um, was able in this current day and age to win, win a football game um, on the ground if they needed to. But at the end of the day, they just – Jalen Hurts wasn't good enough or wasn't good enough in the current day and age of football um, to take them anywhere. All right. And this is why I didn't want to go first because I knew what my last pick would end up being. And it's not even my pick. It's what I'm stuck with, which is 96 Texas, which if you go back and look at them, um, had some nice blowout wins over Missouri and Oklahoma State and Texas A&M. That's nice. Um that they won the Big 12 is ridiculous. How they beat number three Nebraska in the Big 12 title game, I do not know. Um, to that point, they, their losses were to number nine Notre Dame at number 19 Virginia. I'm just, I think I'm more astonished looking at a Virginia team that was ranked ever. Um, lost to Oklahoma in overtime, lost at number eight Colorado. So I mean, they lost some close games. And then they got trounced by Penn State in the, in the, uh, the Sun Devil Stadium, the, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, at the end of the season, uh, I, this is this is the worst Big Twelve championship or champion. Like I just it is. So it's the last pick, and I say pick generously. Uh, it's the last one that I have to take with. So to wrap, isn't isn't this, that the uh, team though? The like the Nebraska team that they beat wasn't that considered what O three Oklahoma was in a way? Like they were a really really good football team that probably should have played for a national championship yeah i'm trying to i'm gonna pull them up so that 96 team they lost at arizona state shut up and then they just blasted like everyone they lost they had a close game in colorado and then they lost that game to texas that they had no business losing to texas no and then smoked virginia tech like that's just one of those like what what happened mm-hmm. uh, yeah the 90s so that 96 texas team and this kind of brings up a point though would Texas say they lose to LSU next year and OU just collapses somehow um, with, say, Rattler just has a bad year, turns the ball over a lot? Would current day and age Texas fans take a Big 12 championship season when they go 8-5? and five? I mean, take it. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah, they take a music city bowl win. <laughs> <with. laughs> <laughs> but isn't that like USC winning the Pac-12 right now? Everyone's like, yeah, great. Why aren't you playing for a national championship? Like, would it be considered, like, would it save Tom Herman's job because he won a Big 12 championship? Sure. Another, for another eight and five. No, I think he'd get, I think he'd get fired. Hmm. Eight and five, he'd get fired for yeah. sure. Maybe. Uh, I mean, if we have, you know, If they lost the bowl game, season. yeah. Especially if they lost the bowl game. Yeah, no, that, 
I mean, that's rough. Winning a Big 12 championship going, that shouldn't be allowed. I like that. I guess that what makes appreciate what the Big 12 has been at the top whenever the best team is because, you know, you look at these other conferences, like the ACC's got an eight-win team, nine-win team playing in the Big 12 or the AC championship every year. But obviously what Clemson's doing. Um, and then what the Pac-12, like, what, a couple years ago? Wasn't like someone was six and six, right? And played in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, well, didn't yeah, the, I can't remember who that was. It was um, didn't the ACC just have that like a couple like didn't Pitt do that two years ago? They were like seven and five or something and got there. Was it the twenty? Well, regardless, that I mean, you're obviously going to why we shouldn't have divisions. It it makes no sense. We're all Big Twelve people here, and I love the Big Twelve model, and it it doesn't make sense. You can preserve those rivalries and just have the top. Why on earth in a in a ten or a twelve or a fourteen team league would the top two teams not play each other? in the Big 12, in the championship game. That just blows my mind that these conferences are not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it was 7-5 pit. It just, it doesn't, because the, the worst thing that happens is like, great, you win. Whoop-de-doo. Like, if you lose that game, your whole conference is screwed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. It, it Because it's the way we've always done things, and we're people, we're you know, as humans, we're really bad about adaptation and change and things not being the way it's been since. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Is this where we turn the podcast into a conference realignment talk and talk about sixteen regional super conferences? No, we sit here for the next like nine hours. I, I, at this point, I mean, the only conferences realigning would be the group of five conferences to save every school a couple million dollars each year because otherwise they're all going to fold. Uh, it looks like we've lost Christine, which is, nah, I'm we'll get her back. I'm I'm proud that we've made it what almost a month into this quarantine for everybody, and there's only been I've only seen like one conference realignment article. I was Speak waiting for yourself. Speak for yourself. You a buddy that? of mine and I sat down for like 12 <laughs> hours one weekend and we mapped out the whole what if the Power Five were to split and we made three new subdivisions and put teams in it. We spent like 12 hours on this thing on a Saturday. So you can speak for yourself, <laughs> sir. I have been all over that. No, that's that would be the interesting part. Would it be four 16 team and then 18 divisions? and Or I don't know. But hey, we could figure they could do it for if they move the college football season to January, just screw it. Yep. Create a, what, that would, 16 teams would make it, two teams from each division, be a four-game tournament at the end, get you to 14 games with a 10-game well, season. You technically have a, I mean, your your conference playoffs would be, your championships would be like be the first round of the playoffs, and then you'd have your four teams, and then that'd be fun. Group of five needs to do their own thing. Like, they need money. They just need their own playoff let me tell you if it happened today i would totally watch a national championship game between like uab and arkansas state oh hell yeah you can't like i will watch the fcs national championship game like you can't tell me if the group of five get split off and are like we're gonna do our own thing like that's good you should do that that's good for you like that's good and then let's throw in um uh let's let's do like uh, soccer does and if you suck you have to drop down and if you're good we'll bring you back because mm-hmm. north dakota I'd rather have ucf and... over over kansas right now 
North Dakota. Oh. I'd rather have North Dakota State over Kansas. North Dakota. Whoa, Houston North, State. Whoa. North Dakota State's already a Big Twelve affiliate <laughs> in wrestling, right? Or gymnastics? Kansas uh, fans have feelings. We have feelings. You can say for basketball. I mean, you at least were you survived getting to watch the worst Kansas team, Bill, one of the worst ones Kim Bill Selves had of winning a national championship. So, if you don't like Kansas at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best, aka basketball. But I'm sorry, guys, I just got back Wi Fi. I don't know what happened. It's okay. We, we just got deep into conference realignment talk. It's, it's April, it's bound to happen. So I just stop and start a new podcast recording. There's going to be the conference realignment <laughs> slash what 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 it takes to lose blue blood status slash other random football topics. The last week before the quarantine's over, that podcast needs to happen. just get it all out before we have to really start talking about football again. I like it. I like it. Okay, so to recap our draft, here is uh, who's who everyone's collection is. I have O five Texas. Uh, 2017 OU, 03 Kansas State, 2012 Kansas State, 06 OU, and 96 Texas. Yay. Uh, Keegan, you have 08 OU, 04 OU, 14 TCU, 16 OU, 01 Colorado, and 19 OU. Andrew has 2000 OU, 2011 Oklahoma State, 99 Nebraska, 07 OU, 2010 OU, and 98 AM. And Christine, you have 97 Nebraska, 09 Texas, 2018 Oklahoma, 2015 Oklahoma, 2002 Oklahoma, and 2013 Baylor. Uh, so just from from that, who do we kind of feel uh, won this draft? And it wasn't me. So Andrew, hey guys, I feel really good about my team. Yeah, uh, you should. You should. After no, all it, that all that crap about old teams, and you're sitting here with a bunch of really nice old teams. Like that's not a that's not a bad collection, sir. You had the what was the fourth and fifth teams that he had? Oh seven Oklahoma and twenty ten Oklahoma. Yes, that's where it's a little weak, but the rest of that ninety eight A and M pick at the very end, I think, takes you over the top. Yeah, and I think in those, I mean, it's just like in football. If you have, if you don't have the elite team, who gives a shit? If you're in that second tier, that's why I was. I mean, I got three of the top sixteen top six teams that I had on here, which I think all those teams are probably considered elite. I don't know. Where does the elite stop? 20, like 2008 Oklahoma. Is that last elite one or is 2017 Oklahoma elite? I think 2017 Oklahoma. I think you, I mean, they win that game against Georgia. Are we all under the assumption that they probably push Alabama the same way Georgia did? Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. So maybe that's where the elite line stops. Yeah, and then it kind of gets into the all the ochre, and then ninety six Texas. Yay! Okay, uh, well, this has been a ton of fun. I appreciate you all joining us today, and and I appreciate my three guests being here. We'll obviously put this up in a poll on Twitter and let everybody decide who had the best one. I'm sure it's whoever has the best following will get the win because that's what happened last week with Levi, you son of a bitch. Uh, even though he did not have the best collection of uh, athletic department build. Anyways, uh, this has been a ton of fun. You guys are awesome. And uh, you guys got anything you want to plug outside of your usual podcast and, and writing stuff? I know no one's got anything to talk about, but stuff. Uh, me and my uh, co-host Ryan Chapman are still doing our podcast as well, which is called Sideline Warning. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at CB on Sports. He's at Radio's Ryan and our podcast twitter is at sideline w pod so give it a listen very nice uh, and i'm making you... burrito bowls tonight if anybody wants to come over bro <laughs> the oh, real plug right that I yes i love a burrito bowl 
We could have done this together around some burrito bowls. Why don't we do a happy hour? I, I wouldn't have not been around. I would have been at least six feet apart. I'd have my mask on. <laughs> Can you and like, I would have had my glo- I would have had my gloves on. Kim, why don't you deliver my burrito bowl to me and then we <laughs> zoom so that doesn't have to be an issue. Thank you. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, bet. Very nice. <laughs> you guys have been awesome. Uh, look forward to having you all on again. Uh, and uh, we will talk to everybody else whenever the hell I decide to do another episode, which could be this week or next week or, you know, we'll see what happens. Podcast Network.